what's coming up now on Established in the Faith. We bring you this special news report. We're going live now to the palace where King Jehoram has just received a very upsetting letter. We're going to show you some footage of the king renting his clothes. Warning, this may be unsuitable for young viewers. Discretion is advised. Hello, neighbor, and welcome today to Established in the Faith. This is Pastor James Pierce of Friendship, Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina, and how so very pleased and happy we are to be with you today. Got a great message lined up for you. Hope you can stay with us for the next 30 minutes. If not, let me encourage you to go over to establishedinthefaith.com. There you can listen to today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. Well, we're going to go on into the message now. Hope and pray it'll be a blessing to you. Have your Bibles this morning. Turn with me, please, to the book of 2 Kings, chapter 5. The book of 2 Kings, chapter 5. 2 Kings, chapter 5. Move down to verse 14. 2 Kings, chapter 5, verse 14. Then went he down, speaking of Naaman, and dipped himself seven times in Jordan, according to the saying of the man of God. And his flesh came again like unto the flesh of a little child, and he was clean. And I want to use for a subject this morning, preaching a few minutes, the healing of Naaman the leper. Let's go to the Lord in prayer and ask for his help today. Heavenly Father, Lord, I come before your throne of grace today. And I thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to stand before these people and to minister your word. Lord, I thank you for every person, Lord, that's under the sound of my voice today, whether they're here in the service, out in the parking lot, listening by radio, the internet, CD. Lord, I realize that there are many needs out there. And there are needs, Lord, that only you can meet and questions that only you can answer. Lord, I only have words today, but Lord, I ask for your anointing today. Lord, these words will fall to the ground without your anointing. Lord, I must have your help. Forgive me of anything that I may have done in your presence that was not pleasing to you. Lord, that your word will go forth today and accomplish that for which you would have it to. Lord, we are careful to give you praise and glory for all that you have done and for all that you're going to do in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen and Amen. The Bible tells the story of Naaman the leper. He was a Gentile born outside the covenant of God. He knew nothing about Jehovah God. He was an idol worshiper. But despite all of that, God knew him. And the Holy Spirit said in verse 1 that Naaman was a great man. He was an honorable man. He was a mighty man of valor. He was the captain of the host of Syria. The Lord had even used him to deliver his native country of Syria 
from the attack of the Assyrians. But the Bible says he was a leper. Leprosy was a gruesome, loathsome, flesh-eating disease. Had you seen someone in the last stages of leprosy? You would have seen someone with body parts missing, lips that had been eaten away, a nose that was missing. It was awful, ladies and gentlemen. And God used this gruesome, loathsome disease to demonstrate to mankind the awfulness of sin and its effects on the soul. The Bible says that we've all been infected by this spiritual leprosy called sin, and it's killing us. Every single human being that has ever lived has died because of this spiritual leprosy called sin. The wages of sin is death. Oh, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Jesus Christ has the answer to our spiritual leprosy. The Bible tells us in verse 2 that the Syrians went out by companies and brought away captive out of the land of Israel a little maid, and she waited on Naaman's wife. The Bible calls her a little maid. She was a young lady, but not so young that she could not have been married. It's possible that she was married, even possible that she had children, a family. But the Syrians went in and took her captive away from her homeland, away from her home, away from her family, her friends, everything she had ever known. She was taken away from it. Imagine that. Imagine being taken away from everything you've ever known. Your husband, your wife, your family, your children, everything. Taken away to a place that you know not of. Taken away by strangers that perhaps don't even speak your language. Imagine that. You can see how easily one can become bitter and angry at God under such circumstances. But there is no record that this little maid complained or questioned God or got angry or bitter at God for the situation that she was in. She loved God. And when the opportunity presented itself, the Bible says in verse 3, she said to Naaman's wife, Would God that Naaman were with the prophet in Samaria, for he would recover him of his leprosy. Out of all the things that she remembered in her former life, the one thing that stood out in her mind was the miracles performed at the hands of Elisha. And she shared her testimony. 
And folks, her testimony would result in one of the greatest miracles found in the Word of God. So great that even Jesus mentioned it in the synagogue one day. The healing of Naaman the leper. Folks, don't let the devil tell you today that your life is of little to no consequence. Don't let the devil tell you that your testimony is not going to affect anything or change anything. Because her testimony moved the king of Syria. And like I said, her testimony would affect one of the greatest miracles found in the Word of God. It moved the king of Syria. The Bible says in verse 5 that the king of Syria said, Go to, go and I will send a letter unto the king of Israel. Naaman departed, took with him ten talents of silver, six thousand pieces of gold, and ten changes of raiment. He sent Naaman away to Israel with over eight million dollars to pay for his healing. That's in today's inflated economy. Eight million dollars. He must have thought a lot of Naaman. But folks, let me tell you something. Money is not the answer to everything. You see, you can have money today and you can maybe buy you some health insurance, buy you some medicine, but none of that can heal you. Only God can heal you, ladies and gentlemen. You can give every dollar you got to the church. Make the check out to Friendship Church. Send it to P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. And we appreciate your giving. But let me tell you today, you can give every dollar you got to the church, but it will not buy you a place in heaven. And you need to hear that. God has nothing for sale. You need to hear that. God has nothing for sale. However, there is a currency that will spend in God's economy. And that is faith. But wait a minute. It can't be just faith in anything. Everybody has faith. You had faith in that car this morning to, to get you here to the church house. If you didn't have faith, you wouldn't have never got in it and drove it to church today. But you had faith. But that faith in that car is not going to land you a place in heaven. The only faith that God will recognize is faith in His Son, Jesus Christ, who He is, the Son of God, born of the Virgin Mary, never sinned one time in word, thought, or deed, 
who he is and what he did. Died on Calvary's cross for our sins and was raised from the dead the third day. That's the faith that God will recognize, ladies and gentlemen, and that is the faith. When you place your faith in Christ and what he did at Calvary, that opens the door for whatever else it is that you need from God. Now let me give you scripture for that. Philippians 4, verse 19. Paul said, but my God shall supply all. In the Greek, the word all means all. But my God will supply all of your need according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. By Christ Jesus. It's through and by what Jesus Christ did for us at the cross that opens up the door for whatever it is that we need from God. Place your faith in what Jesus did. And when you do, God becomes our Heavenly Father. And all you have to do is ask. You have not because you ask not. Ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. What is it that you need today? Go before your heavenly Father and ask Him. Ask Him. Elisha. He's sitting back in his recliner at the house. He's watching Cecil B. DeMille's the Ten Commandments on television. He's right there at the point where Moses stretched out his rod over the Red Sea and the sea's fixing to open up when it flashes up on the screen. Special news bulletin. We interrupt this program with a special news bulletin. I remember when I was a kid... Be watching Dukes of Hazard or Incredible Hulk or something. We didn't have but three or four channels back in those days. And all of a sudden it comes across the screen. Special news bulletin. It's the president. And he's on every channel. Elisha gets up to turn the channel because he didn't have remotes back then. He gets up to turn the channel because he don't want to watch none of that junk. And you don't need to be watching none of that junk either. We bring you this special news report. We're going live now to the palace where King Jehoram has just received a very upsetting letter from the king of Syria. We're going to show you some footage of the king. Renting his clothes. Warning, this may be unsuitable for young viewers. Discretion <laughs> is advised. And Elisha's sitting there and he's watching all of this because he didn't have no other alternative of choice. And he sees what takes place there. The king read the letter. 
The letter says, I've sent my commander-in-chief, Naaman, to you. He has leprosy. Here's $8 million, and we want you to heal him of his leprosy. And the king said, what in the world? I'm not God. I can't heal a man of his leprosy. This man's trying to start a war with me. And he rent his clothes, the Bible says. Elisha picks up his phone and calls the king. Picks up his phone, verse 8, he said, Wherefore hast thou rent thine clothes? Let him come now to me. (laughs) Oh, I like this. Elisha knew somebody that could solve his problem. And folks, you know somebody that can solve the world's problem as well. You see, if you've got the Lord Jesus Christ, you don't have a problem. You've got a solution. Start acting like it. (laughs) Glory to God. Start acting like it. All the major news networks now have gathered around the house of Elisha. The camera zooms in as the stately chariot pulls up at the house. The royal Syrian chariot pulled by some of the most beautiful horses in the world. And the camera zooms in as Naaman steps out of the chariot. He looks around. Where's the red carpet? Don't he know that I'm the captain of the host of the king of Syria? Where's the red carpet? Where's all the pomp and circumstance? See, he thought that because he was in that high position that he should have got some special treatment. Pride. You see, Naaman had leprosy, but he had a problem that was deeper and more serious than leprosy. It was pride that some of you, you listening by radio, have pride. Pride is the crowning sin of all sin. It was the cause of Lucifer's fall. Way back in the very beginning, you can read about it in Ezekiel chapter 28, Isaiah chapter 14. Pride. It stinks in the nostrils of God. Pride says, I'm not who God says I am. I'm better than what God says I am. Pride refuses to admit what God says about you. And God help us right now. Our country is celebrating Pride Month for the LGBTQ. Pride is a deadly thing, ladies and gentlemen. Folks, we're all sinners. 
That's what the book says. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. The wages of sin is death, eternal separation from God in a place called hell to burn there forever and forever. All of us are sinners going to hell. And friend, that's nothing to be proud of. Are you hearing me? It's nothing to be proud of. We need to repent and accept Jesus Christ. Repent means to turn from that sinful lifestyle. And it's not sinful because James Pierce said it was, 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 was sinful. It's sinful because God's Word says it is sinful. And you turn from that thing to the Lord Jesus Christ. And he'll wash you and he'll cleanse you. But sin is nothing to be proud of, folks. Elisha wouldn't even come out of the house. Verse 10, the Bible says, Elisha sent a messenger out there and told him, Go wash in Jordan seven times, and thy flesh shall come again to thee, and thou shalt be clean. Jordan River typified Calvary. The Jordan River was muddy. It was not as clean and clear as the other rivers were, perhaps, in Syria. The cross was a messy place, a bloody place, a painful place. The cross was not a desirable place at all, ladies and gentlemen. It was not a pretty picture. But let me tell you, it works. <laughs> I said it works. Because only the cross can heal. Only the cross can save. Only the cross can make anew. Only the cross... When you place your faith in it, only that can put your name in the Lamb's book of life. Only the cross can give you a place in heaven. That's it. But you see, folks get mad when you tell them that. And sadly, much of the church gets mad when you tell them that. The Bible says in verse 12 that Naaman was wroth and he turned around and he went away in a rage. He proposed what he thought to be a better way. He said, ain't Abana and Farpar rivers of Damascus better than all the waters of Israel? Can't I go and wash in them and be clean? Man is always trying to come up with a better way than what God has prescribed. And friend, there is no better way than what God has provided for us. His servants talked him into him, basically said, what have you got to lose? What have you got to lose? The Bible said in verse 14, he went down and dipped himself seven times in Jordan, according to the saying of the man of God. The Jordan River typified Calvary. He dipped seven times. Seven is God's number of completion, perfection, and universality. There was no healing power in that water of the Jordan 
just like there is no power in that wooden beam on which Jesus died. Oh, but when you place your faith in what God said, when Naaman placed his faith in what God said and began to act on it, the power of God hit him. And his flesh came back on him like a little child. Jesus said, unless you become as a little child and humble yourself, you shall in no wise enter the kingdom of heaven. His flesh came back on him as a little child, and he was clean. Sin has corrupted the entire human race. We're a mess. And there's only one solution, and that's to do it God's way. And God said that if we'll believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, that God raised him from the dead, we shall be saved. And if we'll do like Naaman did, place our faith in what God said, then we too will be healed of our spiritual leprosy, just like Naaman the leper. today has been a blessing to you and you would like to have a free CD copy of this message, just give us a call or text us at 252-299-4234. You can also go to establishedinthefaith.com. There you will find today's message as well as many others that are in podcast form. But perhaps you need someone to just talk to or to just pray with you about something. Again, just give us a call at 252 252- Two nine nine four two three four. This program is an outreach ministry of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. As well, depends on the prayerful and generous financial support of listeners like you. To contact us or to contribute to this ministry, go to establishedinthefaith.com. Click on the Donate tab. It's easy and all donations are safe and secure through PayPal. You can also mail us at Established in the Faith, P.O. Box 601, Bailey, North Carolina, 27807. We look forward to hearing from you. Hello, I'm Haven. And I'm Juliana. And you've been listening to Established in the Faith with our dad, James Pierce. He's the pastor of Friendship Free Will Baptist Church over in Middlesex, North Carolina. That's right, girls. And every Sunday morning, we have Sunday school starting at 9 o'clock and worship service at 10, as well as Bible study and prayer meeting every Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. All of these services are broadcast to the parking lot for those of you who wish to participate drive-in style. And the church is located at 744 Friendship Church Road in Middlesex, North Carolina, near the EMED community. On the website, if you click on the Contact Us tab, Google Maps will bring you right to us. We would love to have you, and we hope to see you there. And we hope today's program has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening, and God bless you.